0: Coming to you live from an abandoned storage locker somewhere in Mesa, Arizona. You're tuned in to the Important Nonsense Podcast with Steve Bonham.
1: Attention Alan oh. Hearn's mom. His knee is better. <laughs> you can stop worrying.
0: And Neil Smith. Even with the concussion, as long as he's cleared, probably don't have a better option. Ooh. Boom it.
1: Hello, welcome in important nonsense podcast. Steve Bonham, Neil Smith. If you are still here, congratulations. It's the fantasy playoffs. I know you're not here because you enjoy listening to us or watching us. It's well, there's, there's zero hi, percent grandma. chance that's the case, right? Maybe yeah.
0: that. Uh, aside from that, uh, right? That's like
1: basically it. Um, so it's it's because you need advice about injured players uh, going into the playoffs. Who do you start? Is Rashad Penny a thing? Neil, is it 2016? What happened? Well, that's a whole
0: socio-political <laughs> conversation that you and I could have, but we're going to need another hour to get through that. We, so we got
1: plenty of time here. I we mean, got plenty of time, but uh, we yeah. will be joined by the good doctor, Edwin Porras, in a little bit. Uh, but until then, it's, it's you and me flying here. It's I'm, always a joy. Look, to have, th- to have, it was uh, one of my, I, I don't know. Uh, is it a shot call if I didn't actually get a chance to do it myself? My two biggest ads of the week on the waiver wire were Amir Abdullah and Rashad Penny. And unfortunately, it was in that order. So it's the
0: question of whether or not it's 2016, I think. So look,
1: uh, I got Amir Abdullah and I started him everywhere, and he got the he got the exact six that I expected him to. I was like, okay, perfect. I'm getting Amir Abdullah to get a six. There's no way it explodes. The problem is I thought Rashad Penny would also get me that six. I just didn't care which one of them did it. Right. That's the part I missed on a little bit. There.
0: And see, well, and I know historically you've been very anti Rashad Penny with mm-hmm. good reason, with good reason for this. Yes. This has been backed up. Correct. The biggest issue with Rashad Penny for maybe those of you who don't know who that is, which I, I guess is technically possible at this point, right? It's been four years. He hasn't mattered in a long time. He's barely been a, even on the fringes of a thing for the last two years. So I, I guess for a primer, he was a first-round draft pick by the Seahawks and has never been able to stay healthy for even basically two consecutive games. I mean, fact-check me on that. But that's realistically what you're looking at there. It,
1: I mean, it feels like it. feels it, that that's, way. I don't think that's actually the case, but it feels no, like it. No,
0: but in three years, he's had exactly two big games. The one that he just had last weekend, and then there was the one that he had right before he got hurt the last time, the, right. the time before where he caught a bunch of passes, and people were like, is Rashad Penny a thing three years on? Because this has been a conversation... Every year and a half of the last four years. Well, look,
1: Rashad Penny was Ceh before Ceh. Oh,
0: well, don't put that evil on Ceh. I, I don't, I'm not a Ceh fan, but a guy I'm that bitch. was I don't wish that career well, on him. A guy
1: that was drafted by a consistent playoff contender at sure. the end of the first round, when they already had Marshawn Lynch. He right. was supposed to be the heir apparent. Never even panned out, and yeah. and here we are. Right here, we are. He's finally for the first time in three and a half years healthy, and he, he gets a chance because everyone else for a change is injured in the backfield. <laughs> so basically, they have no choice except to give him the full workload. And look what happens now. Well, you and I both know Pete Carroll. This is this is <laughs> this do. is never going to be a 100% workhorse job you for Rashad Penny, but uh, it, it's You're going to get Alex Collins at least healthier this week, right? You're going to DJ Dallas coming back. That's seven
0: carries Alex Collins will siphon off max. And you've got
1: Adrian Peterson, who they're saying is probably going to play this week. Right. I'm genuinely concerned.
0: Well, I'm concerned about it as well, but it's all of that layered on top of the idea that I'll reference what I said a moment ago. Has Rashad Hmm. Penny ever played back-to-back games and actually managed to get through them and stay healthy and be productive? Like That's the other thing that you worry about with this that certainly I'm not advocating for Rashad Penny beyond this season. But if you were banking on Rashad Penny to give you a 20 every week off that waiver claim based on last week's performance.
1: I don't, yeah. I don't know if you're necessarily banking on it, but say you were one of the people that picked up Rashad Penny on the down low last week. And sure. now all of a sudden he puts up the week that he did. You have like a fringe RB. two oh. flex. Oh, no, 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 no. I don't debate any
0: of that for this week. You're going to have to, there are going to be situations where you're going to be forced into this, no matter what you like, because oh, yeah, if you've yeah, seen yeah. running back, have you done I'm, your I'm running gonna, back? Yeah.
1: I'm not saying you expect it. I'm right. saying now all of a sudden, a guy who you thought was a one week pickup as an, in, in case of emergency suddenly is in your flex consideration for this week again, well, all over.
0: Again. Sure. Because have you seen running back? <laughs> right. Have you seen running back right now for, yeah. for week 15? It is, it gets ugly so fast at running back that yes, Rashad Penny absolutely is in flex consideration and, I feel like you, you're not, I wouldn't count on that that repeat performance of last week, like I said, but you will absolutely be put into a situation where you're going to have to choose. So while while we wait, before we have to do a very unfortunate PSA, I think at some point here, what what would you be considering starting Rashad Penny over? How far down the list do I have to go for you here? And I will open with Jordan Howard.
1: You open with such a good one. I mean, you're giving me, the guy who's in the committee I know on what I'm doing. Seattle or I the guy who's the RB1 in Philadelphia. Yeah, um,
0: I know what I'm doing. It's RB40. I'd
1: probably take Penny.
0: Yeah, okay. All right, well, that gives me somewhere to go. Let's go up the list a little bit. Uh It's close. I, I know. How about You're how about right. J D. McKissick in the same game? Assuming J D. McKissick. I,
1: I don't think J D. McKissick plays.
0: Okay, let's give you a different one then. Let's assume Jamal Williams. No, that's a bad one. Devin Singletary.
1: I hate Devin Singletary, so I'd take Penny. Daryl Williams. Yeah, I'd take Penny. Er, I might. Eh, that's a tough one. Daryl Williams. Nah, I'd probably take Daryl Williams and P P R. Because we always talk PPR, I would 100%, he's the pass catching back. Well, yeah. And he's also cutting into he's CEH's work enough. Weirdly that, involved. That so, he's by the way, Rashad the Penny in the
0: ECR opens the week at 26. And uh, okay. uh, Daryl Williams opens at 31. So, that's how close, that's how, that's why I started at 40. We're working mm-hmm. our way up the list. So, that's, this is all just right off the ECR.
1: I, yeah, I would take Daryl Williams, but it'd be real close. How
0: about AJ Dillon?
1: Uh, I would take AJ Dillon, but you know I love AJ Dillon. So okay, how about last
0: tough. one? Then how last one? How about Devonta Freeman?
1: I'd take Rashad Penny.
0: See, it's an interesting one because Devonta Freeman's been sneaky productive.
1: He's been doing. Sneaky he's productive. been doing all right. I just uh, I don't like Lamar being gimpy.
0: Yeah, that does kind of throw some uh, some cold water on it, doesn't it? And I will say, if it matters to you, uh, Devonta Freeman is playing the Packers.
1: Uh, yeah, I would definitely. Definitely take Rashad Penny.
0: Okay. So it's, and that's, and that's really close just in the ECR. So for you, what you're basically kind of working your way to is the idea that Rashad Penny would have to be the back end of RB2 at that yeah. point. And I mean, probably the literal back end of yeah. RB2. Uh, they have James Robinson opening at 23. I have no idea how you could start James Robinson in a playoff game and actually feel good about that. So
1: clearly. Right. Um, Honestly, I think we're kind of in the same deal too, where,
0: I'd have Rashad Penny closer to 30, by the way. There's a couple guys. I would play Daryl right. Williams. I would probably it, shoot it, my it shot. It goes
1: into the bigger like COVID talk. but uh, You want to Dar- just rip
0: the Band-Aid off and do the PSA here in a second?
1: Because well, we I mean, well. It, we, we can. But like Daryl Henderson. Daryl Henderson right now is on the COVID list. One of many Rams who's dealing with that <laughs> yeah. right now. Yeah. And because of that, I see Sony Michelle up at 21. Sure. Now, I understand he had a good week last week because he was getting the full workload. But if Daryl Henderson is back and cleared, are are you good with Sony Michelle in the top thirty even? No,
0: no. If Daryl Henderson is back and fully cleared, Daryl Henderson shoots back up, and Sony Michelle goes back into the forties where he was before.
1: That's like it. that's all that is. The game that that Sony Michelle had—it's a perfect microcosm of his career, right? Is Sony Michelle had twenty carries for seventy-nine 70, yeah, yards? Right. He had a great game on the ground. RB thirty three in PPR. Yep, he does not catch the ball. It's not he's not physically capable of catching the football. No, what so you're unless hoping for, he falls in the end zone like Legarrette Blunt. There you go. It is not gonna you're happen. You're hoping for, for
0: eighty him. yards and a score.
1: Right. That's what so you're hoping for. If you're good with a six or a twelve, yep. then Sony Michelle is your guy.
0: Well, I'm just I was laughing a moment ago. And I do not want to interrupt you, but I was laughing to myself because I was realizing the conversation we were having about Sony Michelle versus Rashard Penny. Yeah. 2021. (laughs) is Yes. It's
1: 2019 all over again. It's it's
0: the worst. This is awful. Like, I'm just like, this is what we're discussing. This is what, I mean, so while we're in the same
1: neighborhood in that area on the list, Donta Foreman, what about Donta Foreman back end RB two right now? Well,
0: and Donta Foreman, for me, pretty much over any of those guys is where I was kind of working. If we were going to throw him into the mix, I didn't even go with him because he's playing that god-awful Pittsburgh run defense. How often do you say that in the last two decades?
1: But he's going up against that Pittsburgh well, yeah, run god-awful defense. Yeah, god-awful when T.J. Got, Watt is hurt.
0: Just got shredded. So I, I have no problem rolling my rolling back into the Donta Foreman well. I would prefer Donta Foreman to Rashad Penny. I prefer Devonta. Uh, I prefer Devont Foreman I just like too. the
1: visual of rolling into a well. I like. Yeah, I like that's right. That one. That's
0: that's good. right. Me and my mixed metaphors. Yeah,
1: sure. But it all play, works.
0: I would play Devonta Foreman over any of those guys we were just talking about, and I'd feel I'd feel pretty good about it. So, and you're you're banking on him falling into the end zone just like any of them. Right. So, but so give me the guy in what I think is probably the best matchup. The better,
2: yeah. You, the better am ball. I here? Am I logging on and hearing Rashad Penny slander? Because I will leave Zoom this second. I need no context. Was there Rashad Penny slander? (laughs) Welcome, Penny.
0: Welcome in, Edwin.
1: Welcome. Um, welcome. Second, no. We opened the show with me talking about how last week my two big pickups were Amir Abdullah and Rashad Penny, and unfortunately, it was in that order. Right. Ah, Um, Brutal. Somebody let
2: me get Rashad Penny in one of my home leagues. I was I was last in the waiver order because yeah, flex, you know. But I got. Rashad Penny. And yeah. he's still he he's he's literally gonna be the lead ball carrier. Anyway, hi guys. No, hi, hey doing? <laughs> well what you yeah. also missed was You're we good. were I we was, were talking I was about it being on... twenty eighteen. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I was
0: commenting on how we're having a conversation about helping people set their playoff lineups, and that involves things like Sony Michelle, Rashad Penny, and uh
1: <laughs> and Dante Foreman. And da- and, it's uh, really a twenty nineteen throwback episode. Right, really.
0: And Devontae Freeman. That's true. Yeah. We've got all the old guys lined right. up. Mix here in some
1: yeah. Melvin Gordon, and you've got one hell of a podcast three years it, ago. That's I was going to say, man. we're
0: just doing the greatest hits. <laughs> That's 2021, guys. It's not pretty. It's I was commenting on the state of running back right now. Mm. where This is where we are. This is for what you. we're doing. This is yeah. what we're doing this time of year. So it's it's not pretty. So I mean, based what? on that,
1: Edwin, are you are you buying in on Rashad Penny again this week? You've safely you put him right back in your my If you guys have checked my,
2: if you've been checking my Twitter line, my Twitter timeline for the last like six months, I have been mm-hmm. saying it has to be Rashad Penny's time. Mm-hmm. His ACL was was complicated. Yeah. Um, he then came back, and because of all the workload issues, had hamstring issues, had calf issues. These are. I'm not going to say that they're unrelated and 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 he's gonna be, you know, there's no risk whatsoever. However, they are less r- legit than they are fluky. Like they're mm-hmm. a lot more fluky than anything else. Yeah. The ACL in and of itself, it was kind of a fluke deal. He tore his ACL. Happens. Right. Dude, if you look at his uh comparables and obviously we we no longer associate uh with Darius guys. However, if you look at the Darius guys measurables and and workloads and physical capacity, athleticism, everything, down to draft capital. Mm-hmm. Rashad Penny is just as good as Darius guys should have been. He's just been set back with all these injuries. So, and I tweeted this when when uh Rashad Penny went off last week. That sometimes, yes, you can say, okay, that's a one off or you can say, ah, you know, he he had a big game. He saw the volume. I truly don't believe this is a coincidence for Rashad Penny. And uh, there are some other people in the industry that would tend to agree with me. Like this is more so an act of him finally getting on track as opposed to a one off. Saw the touches fell into the end zone type of deal, at Mm -hmm. least in my opinion.
1: Yeah. Look, the problem with Rashad Penny has never been the talent. We've talked about that in the past, how to me. Rashad Benny or Rashad Penny is essentially like the, the running back version of Will Fuller. Great guy when he's actually able to be on the field, but like we've been talking about, he's been in the league for 61 weeks and he's only been able to play 33 of them. Yeah.
2: That, and that's, that's been the problem. problem. In yeah. His yeah. Right. And that's, that's a huge problem. Um, I do think that he's going to have a bit of a revival here. If he can stay on the field, if mm-hmm. you look at his college, um, his, his college games played and I I'm get, get, I get fuzzy cause I've done this for a lot of guys. I look at a lot of guys, <laughs> his college games played because of injuries relatively certain. He, he missed like, like fewer than three games, all right. of his entire college career, which is obviously a predictor for NFL availability. Mm-hmm. So again, I think this last 18, 24 months for Rashad Penny has been the outlier as opposed to what it should have been in the beginning. And yeah. now, and you hate to, to, to go this route, you're, but you know it sort of is what it is Chris Carson has this neck issue that is highly unlikely to go away yeah. um it's highly likely that it will recur again uh just given his positional demands I hope I'm wrong I really do hope and I hope the best for Chris Carson I hope he proves me wrong blows everybody blows you know his competition out of the water comes back and play another five years I don't see that as the most likely scenario unfortunately right. given everything we know about him so I really do think this could be a time where all of The Rashad Penny's Edwin has on all his (laughs) stash and all my rosters. It's finally going to come in handy for all these years, finally paying off. I don't know if you'll recall this, but the last
0: time that you were on the show with us, your recommendation was Uh unload all your Chris Carson dynasty shares right now. Go do it today if you can. And by the way, at least one person listened to you because I no longer have any Chris Carson dynamics. So they're, <laughs> awesome. they're all gone. They're all gone. You helped at least one yeah. person because I went out and got max value on that. Like, no, no, no. Yeah. Chronic neck injury? Do not it's like not so great. It's great. not great here's the thing oh, though about this I will throw one little bit of cold water at you Pete Carroll never met a running back he didn't like to send you up texts to <laughs> at three o'clock in the morning listen,
2: I'm, I'm a so Fiance, man, so I know I <laughs>
0: yeah Pete Carroll somebody gotta get they gotta get his phone because he's on there yeah. sending you up texts all over the league yeah. like you up three in the morning it's all he does I actually have a fantasy team called you up with a picture of Pete Carroll's face <laughs> for this reason yeah. this is what he does yes. so my only concern about Rashad penny is if he can look I they don't spend Look, that's why they've had him around for so long. He's a first round pick, they don't move on from first round picks unless they really feel like they're done. So, if he can turn something on the last three, four weeks of the season here and then do anything, maybe they could win all their games and somehow backdoor into the playoffs like they seem to think they can. I have no idea. But if he could do, yeah, right, like, but if he can do anything down the stretch run here, I could see him easily coming back in, and they'll just be more likely to move on from guys like DJ Dallas, Travis Homer. Any of that stuff that you don't really need anymore. Yeah. Like you can, you could realistically do what they wanted to do for the longest time, have Rashad Penny and Chris Carson split the job to a certain degree and work that out. So I think that's the, I
2: well, think if you want to continue down Narrative Street, um, <laughs> he going back to his rookie season, by the way, Rashad Penny's only 25. Yeah, uh, peak peak running back age in terms of fans. So I'm sorry, Narrative Street really should
0: be the name of this show.
2: <laughs> we we yeah, have I'm writing that a down. Terrible right now. opportunity
0: for years. All right.
2: Narrative. I love Narrative Street <laughs> when it fits my biases. So <laughs> yeah. so does everybody. That's yeah. why Narrative Street's fun. <laughs> back when Rashad Penny was drafted, the front office and the coaching staff were split on him. Like there was not the coaching staff was not keen on Rashad Penny in the first place. And so that caused a rift and and immediately Uh, on top of that, his rookie year, I don't know if you guys remember, he broke his hand. He was out his rookie season, the four first four weeks of camp. He wasn't even on the field. He broke his hand. So that automatically is a bad thing. Then in 2019, right, fast forward to 2019, that that month of December, right before he tore his ACL, he was starting to kick it up. Um, They really started splitting carries with Chris Carson uh, and him and Chris Carson eventually took over the job. Because Chris Carson's a good football player, yeah. But Rashad Penny was well on his way to earning at least 50%, if not leading that backfield before the ACL, the original ACL that kept him out all this time. So, right. we just spent like 20 minutes talking about Rashad Penny. I I, I love Rashad Penny. He this is, is how the show works, though. 100%. That's how the show. works. That's just why you finish not show well. Down he's on deep. He's on both. Holes. He's on both of my rosters that where I made the playoffs. One of them is in uh, the injury prone invitational with all the with all the pros. Yeah, Um, I snuck into the playoffs on that one. I have him in that. And those are the types of players you need in leagues like that, where it's like the margins are so slim. So I'm excited for a shot.
0: I mean, if you want to go down narrative street even further back in time, David Johnson won so many leagues. (laughs) <laughs> Based on that idea where you just got really lucky on waivers and it's kind of like how Rashad Penny worked this year where it's like maybe I catch lightning in a bottle and suddenly change my fortunes in the playoffs. It's why guys like that. I
1: will say, too, if you want to play the narrative game, uh, if there was extra motivation that he needed, we talked about him being a first round pick. They did not pick up his option for next mm. year. So he is an unrestricted free agent at the end of the season, and he's finally seeming to be healthy and in an opportunity to show what he can do. So he's trying to make money this off season too. Absolutely. Yeah, whether
0: it's there or elsewhere.
1: Right. All right, Neil, what do you got on the list over there? All
0: right, we're going to do the list and then I'll, we'll do the, hopefully very short COVID PSA at the end. Cause it's not, of it's not fun.
1: Everybody. Um,
0: it's mm. it's not fun. The, uh, but we, we do, we're doing to do a little injury roundup here. So I've prepared a lengthy list and some of the, this was written last night. So some of this is going to get edited by my brain live in real time as we talk about Ooh. it. We're going to go ahead and skip uh, right to Darren Waller. So Darren Waller did not practice again. He has missed the last two games, and it seems like he's on track to miss three in a row. So my direct question to you is, will Waller play again? Will Waller play this week?
2: Good question. It sure doesn't seem like it. And Mm -hmm. to be honest, they added him on. So if you remember the Thanksgiving game is when he initially hurt, uh, injured that knee. And since then, they've also added back to the situation, to the injury situation with him. And um, yeah, it doesn't seem like he's going to play this year. I don't know how, because a lot of the injury report is, I mean, teams can do whatever they want with the injury report. Um, A lot of times, if you consider the position, the Raiders are just lost by like 40 points. They're not going anywhere. They have an interim head coach, the organization is in shambles. There's a decent chance that I'm not going to say he's not injured, but they're saying, Hey, just take your Mm -hmm. time. There's no point. They're also down a wide receiver. They're down a wide receiver now. Like that also happened. Wasn't yeah. uh,
1: so, w- what was the injury for him at the beginning of the season? That he was a lateral
2: him? knee, they called it an it band injury, but that, those aren't real necessarily. So it was just a lateral knee outside of the knee. So the opposite of an MCL injury, mm-hmm. that's essentially what it was. Oh, the, okay. the opposite side, other side of your knee. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, so if same if he, knee or
1: different knee that he's dealing with now,
2: same knee, same, same knee. knee. Yeah, so it doesn't seem like we're going to get a Waller, or at least a healthy Waller. Well, um, you, you might have actually tipped your hand. I had a secondary question, depending on how you answered <laughs> the first
0: one. Does he play uh-huh. again this season? And you kind of went into it. So I won't make you repeat all of it, but I'm just curious. Point blank, if I asked you that question, yes or no, what do you think?
2: You know, if I had to say, is he going to play rest of the fantasy season? I don't think so. Maybe he'll sneak in a week 17. But I mean if he's he's still not practicing right here we're uh what this is like you said the third week that he's dealing this with This would injury? be the third week yeah yeah um if we're going to get Darren Waller back this season I imagine it'll be next week right these are like 3 to f- if you're thinking of it like an MCL mm-hmm. um because we don't have a good data a lot of good data on lateral knee issues right. if you were thinking of it like an MCL technically it's like a 4 to 5 week injury so like I was saying maybe week 16 17 he has a chance to uh, play but there's a decent chance that if you lost Waller on Thanksgiving and you were on, you know, on the bubble, you probably didn't make the playoffs. I know that's right the now. case for, uh, for <laughs> JJ Zacharyson. Shout out to JJ Zacharyson, who's <laughs> in the injury prone invitational. He, um, He messaged me, and he he wouldn't want me telling anybody this, but I'm going to tell him anyway because it's it's like it's like a it's like a it's a humble brag for him. He didn't want me to tell anyone. He is in thirteen, you know, of of what he called the leagues that he you know cares about, quote unquote. Everybody has exactly. He he made the playoffs in twelve of thirteen redraft leagues. How you do it? And the one that he didn't make the playoffs in is in our league, the injury prone invitational, (sighs) and he lost Christian McCaffrey and Darren Waller. Yep. Uh, So yeah, that's probably happened a lot of different places. Yes.
0: Well, so it's, it seems like we'll know if we're gonna have Darren Waller rest of the way here pretty much by next week. So that's yeah, that's I think that's so. good to know. And frankly, yeah, to your point, m- might not matter to a whole lot of folks, but just in case it does. So I actually wrote down all this whole thing about DeAndre Hopkins, and it turns and I was gonna end it with how worried should fantasy management be? And we know that now. <laughs> Already done, yeah. out for the rest of the year, folks. Right. There's your yeah. update. So uh this is more of a question for Steve while we're here. Mm-hmm. AJ, I know you. You're Mr. Rondale Moore, or historic, or some. Uh, so, yes, I am. I, I am. I am a big
1: Rondale Moore truther. Don't lose faith now. True.
0: Like you I, already, I'm not what's... lost
1: faith. I'm just for this specific season. I'm not. Okay. I don't. I still don't think so, he has much value. The AJ the
0: Green, Christian Kirk, Rondale Moore.
1: I mean, it looked right. like AJ Green for, it's for right? whatever reason. He seems comfortable going to AJ Green over Christian Kirk, even though he's played with Christian Kirk more. And maybe that should tell us what we need to know Kirk about Christian Kirk. Christian Kirk is not good. Like,
0: is that just what this is?
2: Maybe that. I had
0: my suspicions.
2: <laughs> Christian Kirk is suspicion. the second coming of uh, Traquan Smith, mm. where he's on a seventh year breakout.
0: <laughs> oh, so, oh, okay. I was going to say he's Corderell Patterson. So, so he's getting the Robbie understand. Anderson treatment yeah. is what you're saying. Yeah. Like he's yeah, going to have
1: it. a monster season once and then just disappear. Gone. Yeah, That's what's gonna basically. Happen. Okay. Uh, That's but good. yeah, in that Monday night game, when Hopkins was in and out of the lineup, A.J. Green tallied 10 targets, seven catches for 102. I mean, there have been times this year where he has gotten bursts like that. He started the first four games of the season getting six targets every single week. Like right. they've consistently right. used him in the offense. But for whatever reason, like against Chicago, he wasn't utilized in that blowout. Uh, he was barely utilized in the game against Houston. When it's lopsided, they don't seem to get him involved. So what you're rooting for is the Cardinals being in competitive games. And sure. they're finishing the year with Detroit, Indy, <laughs> Dallas, and Seattle. So mm. I, I don't know. Good. I feel Detroit like one. Christian Kirk probably has like the touchdown
2: home run upside, but... I think if I'm in that situation, I'm more excited to have Kyler Murray than mm-hmm. I am to be to have any of these extraneous wide receiver two three types. Yeah, um, they're probably just going to run the offense a lot more through, uh, you know, sort of uh, more of like a unit as opposed yeah. to they're going to target one guy. AJ Green's shown that he can, he still has some juice. But I, guys, he's 33 years old. The right. reason he's looked inconsistent is because he's 33 years right. old. Yeah. So yeah. even though he still has some juice, it's highly unlikely that for three weeks in a row he's going to post 10 targets and 100 yards. Right. Um, could it happen? Yeah. I mean, it could. But I would ba- bank on this more so leaning on Chase Edmonds probably now, leaning on Come Kyler on, Murray, sure, and that's that. why I'm the best in the biz because I segue very well. If that's who you're going to That wasn't. I, this,
0: I See. Beautiful. Normal if a normal person was running this crazy show, mm-hmm. you'd be right. But that's <laughs> not me. Because I did this in terms of non-running back and running back. Uh, you know what? I see what, but you know did what? I'll throw I'll I'll throw it to Chase. I'll throw it to Chase Edmonds because we'll do it. We'll do it since we're on the Cardinals. And yeah. since you've teased it so nicely. James so, Connor.
2: Yeah.
0: I was gonna say James Connor and Chase Edmonds. Let's do Connor first, because I, w- I really want to get your opinion on this, because I think this is what's gonna scare people because of how good James Conner has been. All we know is that he went to have an MRI on his ankle. That can't be good. How worried should we be?
2: OK, so you're going to have this is I hate when people say this to me. So I understand um, you're going to have to trust me on this one. OK, it, it looked and I can go back because I'll have to go. They don't post the different angles on Game Pass until. Yeah. Like, oh, you're right. Until yeah. Like three yeah. days later. So I haven't had the angle and I haven't been home until like this literally the second. So I need to go back and check this out. It looked like the high ankle mechanism. You don't love high ankle mechanisms. No. Um, And James Conner has a history of connective tissue dysfunctions that we've talked about at length. He's obviously overcome them to this point, um, but it, it did not look good. And then the next play, he was hobbled. He obviously is getting the MRI. We don't hear a lot from Cardinals. Uh, and we didn't even know what DeAndre Hopkins' injury was until Schefter came out and said it was a knee. They were calling it a leg. So yeah, I'm not confident in James Conner. With that said, I'm also nervous for Chase Edmonds because they chose not to activate him at the last minute. So that tells you that he's that Chase Edmonds is unlikely fully recovered from the high ankle himself. There's already a 20 percent production dip in players who come back from high ankle sprains uh, in the first week back. And so I'm concerned that that he might fall into that bucket based specifically on the fact that he might still be having trouble cutting um, and sprinting and, 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 and doing all the dynamic movements that he needs to do. Now, with that said, if you have Chase Edmonds on your roster, you're probably starting Chase Edmonds regardless of what the situation is simply because who else are you going to start? Right. Other than Rashad Penny, of course. Sure. <laughs> right. Not Rashawn. everyone is that lucky. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, so. Well,
1: I mean, for Chase Edmonds, that was week nine. So, I mean, at this point we're talking about six weeks, right? That's the high end of it. So do you buy into the whole narrative? They were feeding that they just wanted to be overly cautious because they want them for the playoff run.
2: You know, the the cardinals have shown us that they are pretty conservative with injuries mm-hmm. so that's a a decent theory it's a decent it's a decent theory to think hey james conner's been doing fine let him stay out there we'll give him one more we'll give chase edmonds one more week right. um and and we'll roll roll with that so there's and, and the fact that he's had so long to recover does sort of help his upside as well
1: mm-hmm. yeah i i tend to lean more on your side of it though saying that He's probably just not 100% right yet, given the fact that, like we've talked about, James Conner has been so electric, but why force him to continue to take the full workload if you really want to have him for the run? First of all, you want Edmonds to get back and shake off the rust for the playoffs. And second, you want him to at least get worked into game action some and keep Conner fresh as well. So I would think you'd want him back sooner rather than later. But now, I All mean, right. he may get thrown into it. Completely well, I was going to say,
0: we're just going to, it sounds like we're just going to have to wait and see on James Conner. That's really the answer to that is yeah. make other arrangements because it doesn't sound great. And, uh, and we're just going to have to wait and see. And then it sounds like what you're saying is based on history, if you're in a position to have to play Chase Edmonds, you should be prepared for a 20% dip on yep. whatever you think you would normally get. And That's really mm-hmm. good to know because that might, <clears throat> there are going to be issue times where you might be close on your yeah. RB two or something like that. And it's like, I could see, I could see that being the deciding factor where you just don't think you can risk it in a playoff week. And you've got something a little, little safer that maybe doesn't quite have the the historical upside of a chase Edmonds. I could see that. I could see that being a decision. A lot of people have to make.
1: Well, even so, then before the injury, uh, Edmonds wasn't inside the top. What was it? He wasn't he, inside the top 20 more than once. Those yeah, last five games. I was going to say before. he
0: had, he had kind of slowed down from where mm-hmm. he started the season. So well, I tell you what, let's, let's flip around to TJ Hawkinson. So, cause this is one that there's so few tight ends at this point to the, I mean, we've talked several times on the show, how we might be just eliminating tight end as a position. We'll just play a flex there instead, <laughs> just fold them into wide receiver exactly. and then just move on from this whole nightmare of ranking tight ends <laughs> and talking about them. Uh, but in your opinion, how serious do you think that hand, hand injury is? And yeah, let's start there.
2: It's hard to tell, man, because I don't know what the heck the injury was. He just popped up on the injury report with a hand right. injury. He could have been stepped on. He could have jammed his finger, which is probably unlikely considering he didn't play a whole game. It's probably more than just mm. a jammed finger. He might've had a, a slip tendon the way that Russell Wilson and Taysom Hill have like this. They just say oh, hand and there was no mechanism to observe. So, so I have the least amount of information available on TJ Hawkinson than probably any other player right now. Um, so I'm not really much help on that. <laughs> I know that if he's active, you have to start him. I'll tell you that right. much. But in terms of what a specific injury is, um, I would say like a Dawson Knox type injury is the most okay. you know likely. I can tell you that he was limited in week 14 on Wednesday and then didn't practice, didn't practice all week and then didn't practice again today. So we probably won't see TJ Hawkinson this weekend.
0: OK, so that was what I was going to say. So I kind of I kind of feel like that's the way the wind is blowing on that. However, mm-hmm. we don't really know enough. My follow up question was around. What do we think rest of season? That question becomes very hard to answer with the amount of information we apparently have because we can't really give I was hoping to give similar to Chase Edmonds like a percentage of like, well, do you think you're gonna get 80% of Hawkinson the rest of the way? But if we can't even diagnose the mechanism of the injury, I don't even know how right. we're gonna be able to get I think question.
2: I I think if he's out there with a freaking cast on, that would be the only way where I'd say, okay you might have to stream a tight end don't play jason Witten style from back in the day we're doing all the hits today i love it we got rashad penny jason (laughs) it's great so yeah that that's my take on that is if he's active and he Mm -hmm. doesn't have a freaking cast on his hand start him okay
1: what if the cast is molded to a football? Mm. Just, <laughs> now, so you just, me. now you you it if, right there. What if yeah. you don't get
0: to see any
2: footage of him before the game to know if he's going to have a cast on? And then he you, just well, usually, walks out you, there. Yeah. Usually you get one of the beat reporters that are like, oh, so-and-so is wearing a cast or whatever. Or like, oh, so-and-so is out here warming up. So that's what I'm. that's what I'm hoping that we'll see. Yeah, that, that is that is eight. starting
0: to sound like a research project. Is what that started to sound right. like. So
2: follow a bunch your, you of should, Lions you,
0: beat reporters. You, like should get,
2: the... you should get yourself an injury analyst, man. You follow at fb injury doc. Let him know. There you go. That's true.
0: <laughs> that's true. And also for one dollar, you can sign up for important nonsense. Uh, <laughs> that's patron. right. Uh, that we get that's all right. the injury alerts there you that go. way too. There you go. It's the other yeah, way. You to can go. ask Jack
1: whatever you, you want. Can ask Jack. He'll He's watching the Lions.
0: Yeah, exactly. He'll know all that stuff. Uh, okay. So we'll have to, we'll have to circle back on TJ Hawkinson here in a future week, but basically if he's out there, if he's, as we, as we say frequently, if he's starting for them, he's starting for you. So we'll do two quarterback ones quickly, because these are the ones that I think are the, the most important, frankly. So
2: we'll save him for the end. Lamar Jackson Uh, discuss. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> all of it sounds bad. <laughs> so Lamar Jackson, uh, suffered an ankle sprain. It did look like a regular lateral low ankle sprain. However, that's a problem for Lamar Jackson because he likes to run. They did bring on the practice squad quarterback who I don't even remember his name, Josh Johnson. I think maybe, um, they did sign the Ravens did sign a, a, squ- a practice squad quarterback today, not looking good for Lamar Jackson. If it is a Miles Sanders type injury, that's obviously he's going to be done until the playoffs. Um they're probably taking the long road with Lamar at this point. At this point today, right now as it stands, I wouldn't anticipate that he's going to play. Just given everything that we know about the Ravens, um everything we know about uh Jim Harbaugh, and how he talks glowingly about injuries and they end up being really bad. I do think that this is more serious than not. Uh and I would be concerned that we're going to miss out on Lamar Jackson in the next 2 or 3 weeks. So if you have not already, you should make backup plans for Lamar Jackson. Now, what I'll say about Lamar Jackson is he's, he's sort of really difficult to tell you to bench. Um, (laughs) Even if he's coming off of an ankle injury, the points that he could put up for you are worth the potential of him getting knocked out in the second quarter because of a recurrence um, with these lateral ankle sprains. So if anybody asks you take on the risk, you absorb it. And if Lamar Jackson's active, you're starting Lamar Jackson, unless you have like I don't know there's a dude in my league who has like Justin Herbert and like he has okay. A, he well like that's a, that's, a yeah. that's a, different a totally thing. different if he's got
1: first world problems, that's I'm not saying, gonna be yeah. a problem. But I'm yeah. saying,
0: like if your backup plan is like Taylor Heineke.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, One see that uh, mm-hmm. and especially, Carson Wentz even to a I'll say staff, this especially yeah, if you idea. snuck into the playoffs and you need as much like upside, you just need to absorb and 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 embrace upside and, and variance, Lamar is the perfect guy to, to bring on for that.
0: Sure. So, I guess that answers the second part of the question, which would be: Would you be concerned that if he tried to play through it? Let's say, let's say it's theoretically possible he could play through it, as you mentioned. He's the big numbers are tied to his running.
2: Yeah. What would, do you do if he can't run? That yeah, becomes my concern. I would say that um, the I would say that he probably still gives you more of a floor. <laughs> An injured Lamar Jackson, you know, probably gives you more of a floor than ninety percent of other quarterbacks. Um, and again, it wouldn't be so much that he can't run. It would be, you'd be nervous for a recurrence, uh, because you can turn an ankle very easily again, once you've done it the first time. So it would, it would be one of those things where just as high as the ceiling is that you're going for, the floor is just as low in the other direction because he could get, like I said, he could get knocked out in the second quarter. If it, if it's me, I'm starting him pretty much anywhere. I have him if he's active, but you have to make sure that he's active.
0: Okay. That makes sense. Okay, so basically, it's the ultimate knife edge is kind of what you're telling me here.
2: The ultimate what now?
0: The ultimate knife edge is what you're telling me here because you could literally, yeah, it's one or the other. I suppose, let me ask you this question. Would you play Joe Burrow or Lamar? Joe Burrow is going up against Denver. Lamar. Okay, all right. Well, I think at that point, that's pretty much much where it is. I guess, uh, yeah, it kind of becomes... I mean, the only other option would be like Kirk Cousins, and nobody's playing Kirk Cousins over Lamar unless you have the world's most stacked.
2: Unless you're in like, yeah, league. yeah, unless you're like, in like a two quarterback league. Yeah, yeah that's really one. So floor. all
0: right, so realistically, right. well, how,
1: how about this? So let's say you're in a deep league quarterback wise, and Lamar actually is out. What mm-hmm. do you think about discount Lamar, Tyler Huntley?
2: Discount Lamar. <laughs> discount Lamar. <laughs> that's a, that's a good. That's a great question. Um. <laughs> Because the whole reason they
1: got Tyler Huntley is because he plays a similar style so that they could get just put him into the offense and not have to change much.
2: So theoretically, he's going
1: to practice all week. Yeah. And and he just came in cold off the bench this last week
2: and had a decent performance. I think he does provide a good floor. I think Mm -hmm. that if he's active, he's a solid option for you. If you're missing Lamar, if you're missing somebody else. Yeah, I'd I'd go for that.
0: Not afraid. I I would be less afraid that he's going to repeat last week's kind of up and down yeah. weird performance with all the reps because right. i feel
1: like there's a non-zero chance that if you have lamar like the backup plan if you have a league that hoards quarterbacks like a lot of the leagues we play in neil oh yeah um, we know that your your backup option could be like ryan Tannehill, or mac jones or matt ryan if they're a car yeah if you've got someone in that neighborhood I mean, to me, the rushing floor of Tyler Huntley is extremely intriguing compared to those guys where you kind of know what you're getting.
0: I yeah, would just depend right. on my the state of my roster and who my, what my opponent is like. Yeah. If I need to shoot for the moon, there's no point in playing Derek Carr. Right. If I need a 20 Agreed. or sorry, not a 20. If I need a 15, then we look at Derek Carr. Like, if yeah. that's all I think I need to win.
2: Like if yeah. like, in other words, if you're a one seed. You probably right. are just going with Derek Carr. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> probably. If, if, if right. the rest You're, of your roster can I, carry you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: If the rest yeah. of your roster can carry you, I'll take the safety net and not have to ride the tail the, the Huntley roller coaster. But right. if I'm a six seed and I think I need to win and I miss the Taysom Hill Express, then uh <laughs> then sure. I'll take discount taysom even. That's what it is. It's yeah, t- discount taysom at this sure, point. Sure. So why not? Like there's that's kind of where I get to with that. So the other big quarterback injury was Josh Allen. Hmm. So it's more or less the same question as Lamar. Do we think Josh Allen's turf toe? And you've described turf toe to us on this show before in grim detail to the point that (laughs) I never want to get turf toe. It sounds awful. It sounds incredibly painful. So are we such a
2: cute name? It It can't be that bad. No, it can't be. The little turf toe yeah. yeah so I'm not concerned about Josh Allen as of now mm-hmm. it seems like he's doing just fine uh the the bill specifically said that it's really not that big of a deal and it sort of seems that way um so they put him on the injury report with with foot right they called it a foot mm-hmm. right and so he was still limited today which is a good sign because on a Wednesday um you really want to be at least limited because it's just a walkthrough right yep right. um and so he's doing fine Patrick Mahomes did what Patrick Mahomes did um, we're not saying they're the same player, but they're the mm-hmm. same caliber. They're at least in 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 the same tier. So I would not be concerned about um, Josh Allen. Maybe he increased, you know, his volatility is a little higher than normal. Mm-hmm. He might not rush as much, but I mean, you still he's still going to get those goal like that goal line carry for a touchdown yeah. every now and then. So um, that the toe shouldn't stop him from doing that. So I'm not I'm not entirely concerned about Josh Allen. Okay, I'm not sitting. Josh, the
1: Allen. major concern with Josh Allen would be with foot would be the rushing, right? But we Hmm. saw him still put up over a 100 rush yards in that game last week, still trying to keep them in it. When he was hobbling around on the sidelines, he was still running pretty effectively in the game. And like you said, the fact that he's actually still going through the walkthrough today, seemingly being involved in the game plan, at least at the beginning of the week, when he doesn't necessarily have to be out there, I feel like is a good sign.
2: Yeah, 100% agree.
0: All right. Well, that was really all I had because we don't need to talk about Daniel Jones anymore. I've stuck (laughs) it off the list. That conversation solved. Asked and answered. Solved itself. Yeah. Uh, So running back injuries. There are several that are worth that are worth kind of going through here. So DeAndre Swift seems from the reporting pretty close to being able to return for this week from the AC joint injury that that he picked up a few weeks back that's what the reporting says i have questions (laughs) is is what do you think is a typical recovery from an ac joint i guess let's start there
2: well what does your data tell you i'll tell i was gonna say i don't think about that's why i corrected myself before you even answered i i I caught it (laughs) so the thing about swift is where is this week? What week did that happen? Because I'm not seeing him. It was on place. Thanksgiving. They put him on the IR. Did they put him on the IR? No, no. he never no. even went on IR. It was the they, same they, as Waller. It was the same day as Thanksgiving, the 12th week. 12 for some reason, of Chicago. For some, Oh, it's because I'm, dumb, I'm a dummy and I have the wrong weeks highlighted here. Um, okay, so Swift. The injury was Thanksgiving. I got to do the math in my head. I haven't done this math in so long. Okay, here we go. Week 11. So He after week 13 actually. So, week 13, um, he didn't practice. It's 13 14. The average return to play for these AC joint injuries is anywhere between two and five weeks. So, he is getting close. However, if you come back too soon from these, they can bite you in the ass. 2019 James Conner comes to mind. Um, this is actually probably a recurrence. He had he was on the injury report before the browns game with a shoulder issue it is it right. is a
0: recurrence uh mm-hmm. he uh he he was close to missing time with this when he suffered it and he decided to, they, they decided he could play through it and
2: that's which is what they exactly what you don't want to do so that's yeah. a model model decision making to of what not to do um so yeah this is something they're going to take their time with mm-hmm. i don't think that he's that close i think that I mean, this would be the first possible week that he could return and he still didn't practice today. So yeah. I'm not, I'm not seeing a return for DeAndre Swift this week, uh, maybe next week, but I'm not, yeah, I'm not, I'm not seeing that's in the cards for him this week. Okay. Yet. So the
1: injury would have occurred three weeks ago. Tomorrow is what it would be. Yeah. So that's, the only yeah, other yeah, thing I don't to discuss,
0: the only other thing to discuss is we've talked about this several times, not even really directed at you, Edwin. It's more just for, we've discussed the uh, idea that they might just shut him down <laughs> because he's the franchise. hmm and it's like, it's why even bother you won your game. Yeah. You get to avoid the horrible outcome you wanted to avoid. I don't even know what the incentive would be to put Deandre's.
1: I mean, they're eleven 11 and one. Can you just call it a season? What's I was going to say. Just, can they just forfeit the last handful of games here and just take that perfect record and, and hang Van a Campbell, banner?
0: What was your record? I you just write one for a while.
1: Mm-hmm. That's
0: what it was. So it's, I don't see any incentive. Dan Campbell is going to do what Dan Campbell does, right? That's Man not, Campbell. I'm not, yeah, I'm not Dan Campbell. I know for me, if I'm calling the shots, I'd probably be looking at DeAndre Swift, like what's the point
2: of putting yeah. him back? Well, there? and and you also have to look at it. The players want to come back. right? Um, that's, fair. that's the reason he played through it in the first place. Yeah, that's um, fair. I don't know what they'll do. I can definitely see them shutting him down, um, but the players are always pushing to play. He's gone this long. And again, the average time lost is 10 days, but that can spread anywhere between, like I said, two and five weeks. I don't right. anticipate he'll be back before the uh, before next week.
0: OK, next week at the earliest. So
2: mm-hmm.
1: maybe and, you and get incredible. You said lucky. like incentive, Neil, like for me, I know. For him personally, there's probably contract bonuses and stuff. Oh, he can sure. Still play there's play that stuff. Yeah. Um, I mean, right now he is trying to do quick math in my head. He's like 16 yards away from a thousand all-purpose yards for the oh, season. Oh, yeah.
0: You probably wouldn't mm. want to go so, do that. I mean, Good he's yeah. I
1: feel like he's at least one yeah. more game left. Even
0: even if you only even if you're literally ran out there for a quarter. Yeah. Get the 20 yards and then scamper back to the sideline. Right. Like yeah. I could I could. Okay, that's yeah. fair because I'm sure. I have a no
1: details about his contract. There's likely I'm a naturally bonus. Naturally, assuming you no. that there is some kind of incentive, but you'd bonuses. also want to get to a
0: thousand all-purpose yards for personal glory, record-keeping yeah. stuff like that. That that helps you when you get right. at some point into an inevitable offseason, Things like that, you could say I right. was a thousand all-purpose yards from this year to this year with all that fun stuff yep so all right so it sounds like we're not too optimistic about deandre swift and then we'll have to just wait and see on jamal williams on however that's gonna work because uh that's a nasty situation where he still hasn't been cleared from being put on the COVID list so we might be back where we were last week where there's just nothing startable in detroit at all except for amon Ra St. brown it's just amon Ra at this point hawkinson might not play well,
1: and josh reynolds i'd still start josh reynolds if i was desperate that's
0: a you thing. <laughs> uh, I,
1: I refuse to give up on Josh. Reynolds. I, right?
0: I've given up two weeks ago. <laughs>
1: yeah, I know you have.
0: Uh, let's talk about Austin Eckler, though. Let's talk about things that are that are a lot more important than Josh Reynolds. Sorry, Josh. <laughs> uh, uh, so Austin Eckler leaves the game early in week 14. The reporting that came out immediately following the game is that, hey, he could have come back if it was necessary to do so. He was limited in practice on Tuesday. He was. I don't even know if he was limited again today. He definitely practiced today. I don't know if he was limited or not, uh, but do you think Eckler's is going to play this week? And if so, do you think he would be at roughly his normal hundred percent output?
2: So Austin Eckler has been a freaking warrior and he is on the injury report. He was, he didn't practice Monday and then has been limited. He's a, tr- I think he's, you know, a game time decision. Yeah. For Thursday. Uh, I think that's like, Pretty accurate. Yeah. I think they're going to get into uh, to 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 Saturday, and they're going to really determine. Well, they're hey, the game you tomorrow? run on this ankle. No, can they're the cut? Thursday
0: game. That's why I was asking about. Oh, they're the Thursday goals. game. That's
2: right. Oh, no, it's yeah. tomorrow. He yeah. had. He. Thursday, he, he had, I think
0: that's why they didn't let him go back in. Well, one of the reasons because right. they knew they had a Thursday game, and it's yeah. like, nah, 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 nah,
2: nah, so no, it no, no. So it did down. look like a high ankle sprain. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't fully closed chain, is what it's called. So it wasn't like something like Jerry Dick you think of Jared Judy's? It wasn't like that. And he he did. He was limited this week. Um, this is a tough one, right? This is a tough case. Yeah, we don't really know what limited means. Limited could be a hundred different things. It can mean you sure. did work on the side. It can mean that you only did individual drills. Right. It can mean that you were you were actually a full go, but you were a red non-contact jersey. Limited is very subjective yep. in nature. I think the bottom line is that unless you have, unless you have, you know, an embarrassment of riches, mm-hmm. you're probably starting Austin Eckler. Uh, You probably have to absorb the risk that he's going to that you're going to take on. He might be hobbled. He might re injure. Those things are all up in the air. If you feel like you have better options, I wouldn't blame you. Um, Just understand that his volatility is through the roof this week.
0: Okay. I highly doubt. This is why I wanted to talk about this because it's coming up on Thursday. It's a decision you have to make early in the week. Everybody hates doing this. Please stop with the Thursday night football. Let's just do it some other way. (laughs) That's my own personal gripe, but that's never going to change. The, the, the whole thing is how risk averse are you? And also what are your other options? Because I'd have to tell you that you'd have to be, you'd have to be pretty stacked at running back before I would think about sitting him down because even with the injury and the volatility and the Thursday night game and the short week and all the markers that we just talked about, yeah. he opens his RB two in the ECR. Yeah, so it's like well, he's I mean, we talked about
1: the uh, we talked about the short week impacting it as well. Like you said, he had the did not practice, which was on Monday, which was of course a projection because it's the Thursday game, yeah, so they don't exactly. actually get to practice on Monday. And then he's been limited, but obviously they're you know short week resting him anyway. So I would fully expect him to not be out there. So uh, if they do decide that he's good enough to play, then I would feel confident having him in my lineup. And if they decide, you know, game time decision, they don't want to risk it. They're going to have him sit out. Then I think it's all systems go
2: for Justin Jackson. We saw what he was uh,
1: able to do last year.
2: I will say if Eckler is, if Eckler does go, um, I would trust it simply because you, the one scenario that Brandon Staley has really shown that I really respected was when they kept Bosa out of the game because of his history of concussions, Mm -hmm. even though he cleared the protocol, they didn't put him back in like that shows that they legitimately give a crap about their players. Right. And they're not just robots and machines to them, which is super Mm -hmm. cool. One and two really does speak to how, Um, how they'll take care of their players. And if they're not ready to go, they won't put them out there.
0: Radically different from chargers, medical staffs of years gone by. (laughs) Let's just say that
2: very recent, very recent years. Well,
0: and then I've got so much historical precedent because this is the one thing I do know about as far as medical staffs go is the blunders and gaffes of the chargers medical staff for about a decade in terms of, in terms of really messing things up. And I know why it's because Dean Spanos uh, doesn't pay particularly well in that arena. Really, I have the money to. Yes, that is. I did is not know that knowledge. I actually have from a very reliable source that I can kind of talk about a little bit. Yeah. Spanos doesn't really have the money to fund the medical department that he needs to, and to have the personnel that he would need to have. He lags behind in that arena compared to other NFL teams. Interesting, and it is a known it is a known issue, unfortunately. So, uh, awesome if that's if that's changed, because especially after the Tyrod Taylor <laughs> thing, yeah, right, not, not a good look. Right. So couple quick hitters here these are not as involved uh tony pollard so according to mike mccarthy he is progressing nicely but we don't listen to what coaches say because they have no incentive <laughs> to tell us anything that is not lies so do you think that it is does, do you and does, does the, your data tell you that it would be realistic to think that tony pollard would even be capable of playing this week
2: i I do i think it's capable he was limited to right wasn't he limited today i believe he he was limited Mm -hmm. today i believe he was limited so it's funny right because tony pollard comes out tells the whole world hey my i tore the plantar fascia in my foot like it's totally gone (laughs) yeah um and then magically right after the game mike mccarthy comes out and says oh my gosh i'm feeling so much better about tony pollard it's like really like come on um when did the cowboys play you got to tell me when the cowboys play
0: Cowboys, I believe, are the Saturday game, but I will tell you in one moment. Okay, they're Saturday because no, they're no, Sunday they normal Sunday. slot. Nope, yeah. No, Sunday normal slots, early early window.
2: Okay, for some reason, they haven't updated their practice report from today, and so we haven't seen for week fifteen specifically. Mm-hmm. So we haven't seen if Pollard actually practiced because sometimes you'll see the what I've learned is you'll see the like the Sports Edge blurb and they'll be like you know X X player spotted at practice. Mm -hmm. Uh, But then later on, it'll be like they were just there for like five minutes and then they left to rehab and they're a DMP. So I'll have to see what what the deal is back in the building. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Um, So we really don't know in terms of of Tony Pollard, this can recover in one to two weeks. It probably is something that he's going to play through. He's going to be playing through some pain. Uh, However, Again, unless you have a better RB2, like a solid RB2, instead of Tony Pollard, you're probably rolling with Tony Pollard based on what we've seen. Mm -hmm. Now, he's not like a must-start like Austin Eckler is. Mm -hmm. Um, But I will say that the plantar fascia injury is one that is really painful to play through. Um, And we don't have a ton of great data on performance Mm -hmm. through this type of injury. Uh, We can only hope that if he's active, he's actually ready to be out there. Um and and the Cowboys have done a decent job other than with Zeke of course of putting out healthy players. So um I think that Tony Pollard has a shan- a chance to play. I wouldn't feel fantastic about starting him, but if I had to then I probably would I probably do it.
0: Okay. Okay. It's it's an interesting one isn't it Steve because mm-hmm. given that information roughly I've got Tony Pollard somewhere like the close to 40 neighborhood to open the week with rankings just because of the uncertainty around it and Mm -hmm. if we get better data the closer we get to sunday i'll move him up but i feel like that's where he has to start the week is kind of in running back purgatory as i refer to it where it's like we don't know
1: yeah i've got him at 34 so firmly in flex consideration so in that in, in that neighborhood of running back three
0: yeah okay and then obviously he'll move back up to his normal spot uh, assuming we get, we get better data that, that he's going to progress forward. So the next one for you, Edwin is Michael Carter. So they're saying that he could return this week. And so my question to you is, does that timeline track with the injury that he suffered?
2: It does. Yes, it does. So this would be, I think my, um, my sheet that I have pinned to my Twitter account showed I had Michael Carter, a week 15, 16 return. So yes, this would be exactly where we would expect him to be. It's the jets and Tevin (laughs) Coleman is back. Mm -hmm. Michael Carter's probably where I say, (laughs) <laughs> if you need to, um
1: that said it all. I I, uh, right? yeah, I, mean, yeah, yeah. I would I listeners suffer, but I think yeah. the, the video viewer, they, they appreciate it they
2: got it. That was it first week back from a high ankle sprain, even though he was on the ascent, it's the Jets. Tevin <laughs> Coleman is coming back from his concussion likely. It's the Jets. It's and the so Jets. he's a guy that's more of a desperation play. Mm-hmm. I don't anticipate he's gonna have a huge week. Uh, it takes him a little bit to get back into football shape and just get back into cutting and jumping and running and sprinting on that ankle. So yeah. I'm not 100 percent confident um, like if like Tony Pollard versus um, Tony Pollard versus my Carter, probably go Tony Pollard.
0: Oh, no, I don't think that's the, I don't think that's necessary. I've got Michael Carter 10 spots lower than than yeah. Tony Pollard
1: just to a, a it's Michael Carter. If the question <laughs> is, do I start Michael <laughs> Carter Carter my counter question is who's the quarterback yeah because if sure. it's Zach Wilson it's no you do yeah. you do not if it it's anybody if else it's Mike White sure top 20
0: <laughs> easy
1: is it Joe Flacco sure top 20 sure, running top back 20, easy why not it's it's Zach Wilson mm, he doesn't make my top 50 yeah it's just yeah. it's just the nature of that offense
0: well and then frankly like you mentioned Tevin Coleman coming back and it's like, what are the odds that Tevin Coleman catches a bunch of dump offs even if it is Zach Wilson in there just
2: for exactly purposes. Exactly. purposes? Because we
0: literally saw that one week. That yeah. actually happened. Mm-hmm. It was really funny. But we don't need to spend too much more time on the Jets. But yeah, I agree with you. That's the one where I'm like, mm, if you're playing Michael Carter in the playoffs, you've got something happened. You've got a great team. So, your team is great. And <laughs> you maybe have like DeAndre team. Swift sitting or something. Something happened. There's... Yeah. And then the last thing is – uh the last one on my sheet was Kareem Hunt. And I'll, my only note was, Yish. and just when you get him back, I'm just curious. Do, do you think that's just the end of Kareem Hunt's season at this point?
2: Is this I it? I think so. Are we done? I think this is it. I think this is it. I think that okay. he's he's done for the year, well, fantasy year. Um, he, he It was a high ankle sprain. It looked really springy. And like, there was, it was a high impact force. Um, his ankle immediately went into that position, that eversion internal sort of rotation of the tibia. It looked like it hurt. And I don't like to rely on that specifically, but he immediately jumped up and was like, ow. What's funny about that is
0: I'm not, I'm a business, I'm a business guy. Like Uh I know all this stuff about, I don't know anything about doctors or medicine or anything, but I will tell you, even to my plebeian uneducated brain, my first thought (laughs) watching it was, Ooh, that looked like it hurt. Yeah, and then you yeah. saw his face, and it's like, oh yeah, that hurt. That mm-hmm. absolutely hurt, and he's like limping off, and I'm like, oh, that, yeah. all of that looked bad. So and it's time for meet. Nick
2: Chubb. It's Nick Chubb time. That's right.
0: Or it's, you say that,
2: mm-hmm.
0: yeah, and I'm sure everyone who's who manages Nick Chubb in their fantasy league would love for that to be, <laughs> yes, to be the thing, until until finally, uh. Oh, uh, until, and then randomly Dernis Johnson is just out yeah. there for no reason. Remember Dernis like,
2: Johnson? Oh remember my God. that?
0: Yeah. Like Remember that? Like, yeah. That one glorious week.
1: Yeah. To look, to quote Case Keenum, who as of today is the starting quarterback. Oh God, mm, I'm going to talk about this because though. we do have to talk about that, talk about but it's uh, a quote Case Keenum having a full chub in the backfield is going to be really good for us. So,
2: <laughs> Did he really say that? Good job, Case. Case. Yeah, he knew yeah, what he was it. doing. That's,
0: Quote the of the year.
1: that's the funniest Quote of the thing Case has
0: ever said. Oh, I'm, exactly. I don't know that, but I'm quite confident that that is the funniest
1: thing he's ever that said. That is one of the funniest things that I've ever heard. So, they're, so they I mean, they're ready. They got a full chub in Cleveland, and they're ready right. to go yep. heading into the fantasy playoffs. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, we will do the brief... PSA here. Basically, we had two days. The biggest two days of COVID list. It
0: people. was over 70, right? 74, Total 75. 74, 75. 75. Yeah.
1: So there you go. So that's biggest two days of people added oh, to the list ever. List. Uh, so, I mean, it's a lot to manage and deal with with your fantasy teams, but it kind of is what it is. It's out of your control. And for a lot of these guys, they're asymptomatic. Uh, They're we're dealing with what they've been talking about, the Omicron uh, variant, which is extremely contagious, but also very mild. So not a lot of these guys are dealing with symptoms if they get if they've been vaccinated and they get two negative tests back to back, they can still play. So a lot of these guys have been put on the covid list, but are still eligible to be playing this weekend. It's something you just kind of got to monitor and keep an eye on, unfortunately. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So, for example, Jarvis Landry. Apparently, that's kind of how we learned Jarvis Landry must be vaccinated
1: because he's mm-hmm. still on the table to play. Yeah. So there's Same a lot of guys, Baker like Mayfield, like that's right. I just mentioned. uh Basically, the entire Browns team at this point, including yeah. Kevin Stefanski, including the coach. Yeah. Yep. 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 A lot of Rams as well. I feel like he
2: tested positive last
1: year, didn't he? He did. I, he did. He did. Yeah. This is his second case now, and he's fully vaccinated and boosted.
2: Yep. Mm-hmm.
0: Kevin Savansky reportedly takes this very seriously and Kevin keeps Skifansky catching gold, which is why he takes it very seriously. Yeah, no, it's good. Yeah, it's good. Mm-hmm. So but, it's,
1: yeah, it is
0: what it is. You've got a lot of the You've got a handful of the lions. You've got pockets in the Rams. You've got most of the Cleveland Browns, and then it's kind of just scattered around throughout
1: on yeah. that. Mm-hmm. So
0: mm-hmm. it's important. Like every year we mentioned this, we, we talked about it last year. We talked about it at yeah. the beginning of this year. The rules don't change. The, if we're gonna with this whole COVID situation, you have to have backup plans. Depth is significantly more important to your fantasy team and yeah. its continued success than in any other time period of fantasy football. I feel confident saying that. Because in the past, hey, we'll just band-aid over it and truck on. Can't get away with that anymore if suddenly there's a COVID outbreak and you don't have any kind of backup plans. Mm-hmm. Like you're talking about mm-hmm. starting Rex Burkhead. Right. <laughs> That's uh Daddy. I, it's not, even, it's, not even, it's not even a good comp because Rex Burke heads out this week after putting up double digits in, in PPR last <laughs> right. week. So.
1: But Royce Freeman, he's back. Choice,
0: baby. <laughs> Love it. Royce. He's, he's uh, back.
1: What well, I uh, should have said
0: is Zach Moss. That would have yeah, been, yeah, been a better. That would have been a better.
1: There are guys out there like we talked about with Dearness Johnson, though, who could be available once again on waiver wires that you should just be, if you've got the roster space, why not? Like, he's the backup right now. If suddenly Chubb gets added to the list like everybody else, Ernest mm-hmm. Johnson is the guy, the full go right. in Cleveland. And you saw right. what
0: you got last time. He was the full only guy left in Cleveland. It was pretty well, good. And,
2: and you look at what happened in Miami with right. the backfield. Right, right, right the now, all three yeah. of them. Yeah, yeah. exactly.
0: It that can Lindsay, happen at any yeah. point. Yeah. Philip yeah. Lindsay was the first domino to fall, and then everybody else goes with it.
1: Mm-hmm. So it's- Which is a fantastic question because they have been – what is it? Miles Gaskin was the first one, and I believe that was on Saturday. Uh, and he seems to be doing better and is on track to play. But I, at right now, who is even the starting running back for Miami? If oh,
0: they were talking about they were talking about bringing. Hold on, they were talking about bringing somebody. Malcolm
2: in. Brown, I thought was. Well, they were talking about back. bringing him. Is he's he coming back to...
0: from IR, maybe. Mm-hmm. But they were talking about signing a a free agent actually as well.
1: Is it Duke Johnson? Sure nah they have
0: they have duke johnson on the practice squad and that is an option for them but they were talking about bringing an outside outside person i will find this so that is that's kind of what it was they were looking into somebody who got cut recently and they had him in for a for a workout to see if he had anything (laughs) left in the tank it's an it was somebody
1: who's a little bit was it carry johnson I feel like I saw that it a, might be carry on was Johnson. working with somebody. It, it might be
0: carry on Johnson. That's why I'm, it was somebody I wanted to say it's somebody who's carry
2: on. Carry on was supposed to be what Deandre Swift is. <laughs> uh, that's that's <laughs> right. It, it really is. was. It really yeah. was. Uh, DeAndre the, Swift is, is like on his Miles Gaskins, become...
1: Savon Ahmed and Philip Lindsay are the three guys who are on the COVID list right now. Ridiculous. Uh, yeah. Malcolm Brown is trying to come back from injured reserve. Uh, it says, according to this report, they're also working out Lamar Miller. That was it. That was the there one. You well, go. They were
0: working Lamar out Lamar Miller. Miller. You want to talk about podcasts from yeah. 2019. That's, that's why I was saying. I knew it was somebody who's on the, like, the, the back nine
2: of their career. And what I should have said is somebody who's on the 18th Bro, the back, the back two or no, three. He's in the clubhouse. Hole. He's you... teed
0: off. He's teed off on the 18th hole. He's in the rough. My God, is he in the rough. But it's he's on the 18th fairway or the 18th rough. He'll, he'll get out. He's going to just keep hacking it out. So he might, they might bring in Lamar Miller. And yes, that's why I wanted to talk about it. He's like, what a in a rowboat
1: coasting in the water hazard on 18. That's where he yeah. is right now. It's, it's a, oh, uh,
0: it's a, uh, it, it, it's a complete w-
1: disaster out there.
0: Welcome to 2021 guys. We talked about really? Rashad Penny, talked about Sony Michelle. <laughs> Lamar Miller makes an appearance. Like it's, this is where we are. It's, we did it. it. This is what we're doing. We did it. It's, We've gone back in time. What year is it?
2: Yep. So before um, I sign off here, guys, Mm -hmm. I kept making Steve wait for this uh, to have to have me come back because Mm -hmm. I've had a whirlwind of the last two or three weeks of my life. Um, I accepted a job with the minor league, the minor leagues for the twins. And so all the times that we had scheduled, I had an interview and or was trying to figure out my life during that time. (laughs) Bro, I told Steve, I promise something's going on. If you never hear about it again, it didn't go well. If I bring it up, (laughs) then you know it went well. Well, I told him, regardless, you got to tell me because I I need to know. So here we are. Well, that's that's, awesome. That's why it's been so, so in the middle of that, of, uh, I, I went through like a week long period of like, okay, I have this interview. Okay. Now Mm -hmm. I have to, you know do i have to find out like am, I, I had to sit with my sit down with my wife and literally like talk through what are we going to do what's going on i was super stressed um at the same time i like had a stomach bug and so i was sick about that so there was a lot of stuff going on um and 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 this this so i had to put a lot of fantasy stuff on the back burner because real life stuff was happening but yeah. that's why it took so long to bring me
0: also totally when you were saying it. you were gone for two weeks and you like or whatever and you just got home and i'm like okay
2: Oh, and then I had a trip. Yeah, and then I was on it. I yeah. literally landed last night at like 10, like touch back down. I had a wedding I was in. So the last two or three weeks have been absolutely nuts. I was in Kansas City. Yeah, it's been nuts. So, so are it, was, you... it was nice to have you back. No, yeah. I appreciate
0: we we appreciate you coming back because it's been it's always pleasure is always, always oh, a lot of fun. And then did you say it was the twins minor league, like the double A affiliate? Or that's awesome. It's
2: so it's it's the so it's kind of interesting, right? Um, not to give too much information. I'll be yeah. in Fort Myers. I'll be in Fort Myers. Oh okay. seeing seeing it's like home base and that's where i'll spend most uh, all of my time so, so you guys
0: are moving to fort myers i imagine you're gonna you're gonna take the that's plunge. another stress move point florida <laughs> i'm moving by myself so oh, oh i thought the stress point was gonna be wow. you're moving to florida that's, that another, was gonna be my another another like, oh point i don't want
2: to move to florida home. yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah that's that's <laughs> yeah Yeah. but it's an opportunity of a lifetime so i'm excited i got it no i know
0: i when you when you get one of those you got to grab on Mm -hmm. and sometimes you got to go somewhere you don't want to go because it's the
1: minor league teams you just stay in one spot and they come to you basically nice Mm -hmm.
0: that kind of makes sense actually you just hold it up
1: well Mm -hmm. that way you just have one for all the minor league teams too rather than yeah yeah, it makes you have sense. on
0: average three minor league teams per major league organization, at least. Right. And then they just hub them all up at one place. It makes a lot of you just do triage, basically. Well, <laughs> yeah, congrats. Makes that's, a lot of uh,
2: sense. That's
1: awesome.
0: That's I super I appreciate cool. it, guys. Yeah,
1: congratulations.
2: Thank you. So you need me back. I'll try to come back.
1: <laughs> right. Oh, that's well, fantastic. Well, oh, we'll have I, I will certainly we'll reach out to you at some point. This will probably be the last one for this season since yes. again, our lovely viewers here. Off-season
2: is my favorite anyway. I yes. I'm a, I'm a lot I'm a lot more entertaining during the off-season. Well, I mean there's more to talk about and debate too because right. it's mostly theoretical right. at that point.
0: And it'll be nice <laughs> so, outside, so we maybe we'll open all the windows and have Exactly. We'll we'll do a rare explicit uh, Let's tag have class show. outside today. Yeah, we'll uh. have class outside with cocktails and then we'll be the only explicit show we've ever done in five years we'll have to explicit tag it
1: <laughs> but if uh if for whatever reason they don't know where to find you already where can the people find you on the socials and everywhere
2: at fb injury doc all the written stuff is at the uh fantasypoints.com and my podcast is injury prone fantasy football podcast so yes thanks guys. and again
1: fantastic listen he does it as a quick hitter with all the injury news that you could ever possibly need so if you're not already Go like, subscribe anywhere you get your podcasts. It's a good listen. I Thank highly recommend it.
2: I appreciate it. Thank no
1: you, everyone. See you guys Thanks for appreciate being it. here. Yep. Bye. Uh Neil, everybody knows where you can find us. Patreon.com slash important nonsense. That's the big one. That's, That's right.
0: One dollar. One dollar gets $1. you in the door here's the thing fantasy entertainment
1: $1 gets you in the door to talk to us in discord that's all great and well $3 that is the DFS and the sports betting tier and as we get through the end of the regular season we are ramping up all of our sports betting content so I am putting all of my weekly underdog picks in there those have been hitting fantastically lately I'm extremely happy with that
0: you finally stopped getting the hook
1: yeah exactly (laughs) Um, it's a lot better than the advice I've been giving on locked in, which you can watch on Thursday nights during the <laughs> halftime show. Uh, so it, that's more entertaining than it is actually solid advice to live by. Um, well, but, also well, the $3 is worth and, it to get yeah,
0: Vashal and Mason stuff yeah, too. Vashal
1: I- and Mason. We talked about it on the locked in show last week, but Vashal remains in the top five of every category on the betting pros accuracy rankings. And Mason is still the uncontested number one on the money lines they put their picks in our discord every single week so again if you come in take their picks they're five that they do every week just play those games you've already made back your monthly subscription just That's in right. one week playing along well and
0: i would us. say this too there's they're they're a little bit smarter than the average bear they're not going to pick every game for you so if yeah. you wanted somebody to pick every game there's a million outlets for you what yeah. they're going to do though is they're going to pick winners yep. they're going to pick things for you to make money on yep. so much more valuable than uh than then just a rote list that you can chuck money at if you feel inclined to
1: yeah and, and again we talked about it uh briefly on the show last week but if you're not already following along with what we do on thursday nights locked in during the halftime show of the thursday night football game we play uh underdog pick them and we have a lot of fun doing it but like i mentioned uh when you look at the actual like um the picks that these guys are making on a weekly basis, the the streak and the run that they have been on. Mm. Like right now for the season, Mason, like I said, number one on the money line because he is 56 and 16. Yeah, He's hitting gross. at an 80% clip. That's so when he gives you five money line picks in our discord, that means that on average, four of those five are are making you money. So it's it's an unreal accuracy percentage that these guys are running on right now. They give you the best picks they can all that information's on our website. And again, we're going to be doing that through the playoffs and we'll be doing it up to the Super Bowl. So if you're not already a patron, come join in and we're still got a lot of content coming to you through February at the very least.
0: That's right. So don't, we're not going to, we're not shutting down just because the fantasy football proper season is getting ready to wrap up. If anything, now you just transition into your different.
1: If anything, addiction. we're doing more work now. Well, I was going to say, you disgusting. just
0: change it. You just change addictions. <laughs> yeah. You you move on from your fantasy football addiction into just right. a, oh, we're just going to go right for the source. Just yeah, if, straight. But, straight getting. I mean,
1: if casual football gambling is your deal, then this is the place to do it for the next two months. Or yep. We're we're happy to have you.
0: So. And then we get, and then suddenly before you know it, we're back at the draft and the whole cycle starts again.
1: That's right. Looking forward it's to amazing. it. It's amazing. Uh, But appreciate everybody watching again at nonsense underscore Steve at nonsense underscore Neil at nonsense FF. I got all the points going today, Neil.
0: Well, and the Patreon.com.
1: So follow us everywhere. Uh, Like, and subscribe wherever you're following along. And until next week, keep up the nonsense. Music for this podcast is provided by Lee Rosevere. I'm Tim Kitzer from
0: NBA Jam and NFL Blitz. And you can find all the guys at importantnonsense.com. Kaboom!